Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today is uh, January. Why is one to say November? It's January 12th. Uh, it's Friday. It's Aloha Friday. And you are listening and watching the AI Show Live. And today we've got Jimmy, Andy, Beth. Just made it in under the under the gun as we were doing the intro. That's okay. The role I was Carl I was, today will be played by Beth. And uh, I'm Brian. And uh yeah, I was that's okay, Beth. I literally came in like two seconds ago. I was working on another project, you know, where you're just like intently focusing on another screen. And thank God it's on my calendar because it did the whole like, you know, Google Calendar did the whole like do-do-do. And I was like, what's that for? I was like, oh, the show starts in three minutes. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> let, me, let me jump in and get on that. Um, so today, guys, we are talking about Apple. So what are we talking about with Apple? Well, uh, people like Justin Feinberg, if you follow him, he does some really great TikToks. I highly recommend him, as well as several other people I've seen in the last couple of months have either been talking about the sort of absence, if you will, of a, of uh, Apple being in the, the spotlight for AI. You know, I mean, last year was the year of ChatGPT and OpenAI and all these things and kind of where was Apple? And then either that, they're talking about that or they're saying, hey, we think 2024, maybe early 2025 is going to be the year of Apple as it, as it applies to AI. So that's what this show is all about. Like, what is Apple doing right now? What do we know? What are we guessing about? Um, and where do we think they're going to, where do we think they're going to step in? Because we know they're going to step into AI and make a major impact, but where? Uh, so that's what it is today. Who wants to, uh, you know, jump the, jump the conversation up. I know maybe Jimmy, you were just talking right before we went live about, um, some stuff with their language model. So maybe that's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. Well, there's two, um, two language models that I'm aware of that, um, that Apple has been working with, right? First was the Ajax, which is a framework to sort of create their own Apple GPT, sort of like ChatGPT and things like that. And mm -hmm. that's kind of where the rumors are right now that Apple's gonna have this wave of, you know, um, AI tools and and that for, for the consumers that's supposed to come out at their uh, worldwide developer conference that's coming up. And then the other one that I didn't really know much about, but kind of came in under the radar was Apple in conjunction with Columbia University released a paper about an LLM or a multimodal LLM that, uh, that they worked on, which was specifically about spatial recognition, which mm. would be really, um, really relevant to AR and VR uh, aspects. Mm -hmm. And we know that they uh, announced a release date for the Vision Pro being February. And mm -hmm. so so that's that's another element or another step that they're going to. But those are the two main models that, uh, uh, that I'm aware of that uh, Apple's really working on right now. And this might be a great place to just to pause really quick and talk about that Apple Vision Pro. Um, it was announced last year. It is a headset wearable device. It does not need to be uh, in conjunction with your, it's a standalone, meaning it doesn't need your phone to run. Um, it's made out of like metal and glass. And from the reviews I've seen, it's it can be a little bit on the heavier side. It's not plastic. Um, but as it is an independent, essentially computer, it has a two hour battery pack on it, um, but can also be tethered to give you, you know, a limited battery uh, pack. Um, it's being priced at, I think, $3,500, which Apple themselves, when it came out, said, hey, we're not pretending that this is for mass 
consumption that, that everybody this is at a price point that everybody's done you know you have to have the tesla uh, model x or the model s right it was the s that came mm-hmm. out first or the roadster before you can have the model three um and so this was apple kind of saying hey this is not, not everybody's going to buy this. We know that's not the price point, but we really think this is the future of spatial, which you were just talking about, Jimmy, um, awareness analysis, uh, spatial computing is what they call it. They really don't necessarily say AI as much. Interestingly, in their last big um, presentation, that's when they did the 15, uh, they used AI a lot, but you know, Apple's different, right? Apple, Apple is going to put something out there like a VR headset or an AR headset and then tell you it's it's the only one of its kind and they're breaking the mold and then they give it a new name and they're like, that's because it's the first of its kind. And then people like Meta raise their hand and go, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> We've had things similar to this, but Apple, Apple's Apple, right? They have a unique way of releasing what they do. Anyway, from everything I can tell, uh, 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 Marcus Brown, Marcus, the big reviewer on uh, YouTube, Marcus. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, yeah. he has like five channels. It's he Friday, everybody. He does, everybody. Great <laughs> he, <laughs> does he does crazy, uh, great reviews and stuff. And he used the, the AI Pro and he's like, look, I can't show it to you on TV, but I just used it for 30 minutes. And I'll summarize <laughs> his review of saying the AI, um, the uh, Vision Pro is he said it's pretty amazing it does a lot of things that nothing else does there are no controllers um everything is done by pinches of the fingers and what he said above all that he was impressed with was his eye tracking ability he said that is like scary good next level type and that it has a very good idea of exactly what you're looking at and that allows you to do some really cool things with just your hands so anyway just want to bring that up it's not that that's necessarily ai in the terms of 2024, but it is a huge product, new product release, and you don't get a whole lot of V1s from Apple, right? You know, we're, I don't know how many iPads, iWatches, iPhones, and so on we've had at this point, but this is a V1 of the Vision Pro, so it's really interesting. Well, we know that Apple is going to, uh, we know that Apple is doing a bunch of things behind the scenes. I mean, one of the things that they're doing is, um, making is using their their very large treasure chest to uh, to make sure that they are paying for um, a bunch of content to be able to tr- train their large language model on, um, uh, and that so like there are those kinds of indications as well that this stuff is starting to roll out. Um, my sense <clears throat> is that they're. Um, uh, it, like Siri is already AI, right? There are a bunch of things that mm-hmm. uh, that we use every day um, that are that are Apple AI's stuff. It's just not called that. Um, but my sense is that that in the beginning they'll just be a little like Siri will get smarter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon announced that Alexa got smarter. Um, it was like a big thing. I don't think Apple is going to do that with that sort of incremental thing that's my so here's a, a measure of of apple's investment is that it, they are reputed to be spending four billion dollars just on ai processors in 2024 wow. so yeah but that may be you know similar to what it costs to run siri i you know I, i'm not sure yeah. that right. they're a three trillion right. dollar company right uh, <laughs> so yeah four billion is not a huge it's a lot of money but it's not a lot of money to apple it's, 
per se. It's a lot of chips, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're planning for something that's going to rely on AI processors. And I think it's as simple as, you know, they've been in the vanguard of, of natural language processing uh, with the advent of Siri. It was developed by a small external company. I happen to uh, know one of the founders of that, Tom Gruber, and it then became the first way that people, you know, interacted naturally with, uh, you know, voice. And, and so that's, that's really a great thing. However, by being so early in the game that way, the architecture of Siri is uh, yeah. reportedly not that amenable and, and 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 so they're trying to bolt two things together. One is large language models and Siri. And, you know, how, how do you stack that all together? Uh, mm -hmm. It could be that the LLMs with their voice interfaces at this point that have been created a couple decades after Siri really kind of came along, uh, the, all of those uh, new uh, tools maybe it would make more sense to swap out all of that with a whole new generation of Apple oriented AI tools, but they've got a big Siri team inside the company. And so there are also reportedly clashes between the AI elements of AI in the organization and the Siri team. I think those will end up being resolved and, and you'll see Siri get a lot smarter as you say, Beth. I want yeah. to get this comment real quick on here from Jen. Uh, <laughs> it both enrages and terrifies me that Apple has been so silent, if I'm honest, uh, with a laughing emoji. Uh, I agree with you, Jen. And then we had another uh, user say, uh, Apple uh, reducing impact to ecosystem by using glass and metal versus plastic. Um, yeah, for the for the headset. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but you know, sure, if we're reducing plastic and stuff like that, it's it's a high-end device. I mean, that even when you look at it, and then Mark is talking about it again, you know, mm. it it looks like you're putting a Mac Pro type design, you know, aesthetic metal on your head, you know. Um, but that's because it has like I don't know, seven cameras facing forward and seven cameras facing back just at your eyeballs, and it's it it traces your eyes and the whole thing. And it's very, very, very um, complex. And I'm sure that's the reason why it's at the price point. It's also because it's Apple and they have to. So, you know, like Apple's not going to come out with a bargain basement V1 product. That's not what they do. That's not, that's not who they are. So they, they're going to be at the upper echelon because whether it costs that or not, that's, that's what people expect. Um, I, I do want to get back to Siri though, because I think that's a really, a really interesting place. So, I don't know about you guys, but it, 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 I feel like just in my house, I don't use Siri as much, but I use the Echo. I won't say her name. Um, she'll go off We're all, room, but, this show yeah. will all be whispering. Yeah. <laughs> I just call it the Echo and we know what I'm talking about, right? But it's funny in 2023, they haven't changed, but my perception has that the Echo, Siri, hey, Google, whatever, they've all gotten dumber, but, but they haven't. It's that I'm so damn used to getting such quiet, high quality answers from ChatGPT, mm -hmm. from using it on my phone and everything else that my level of necessity has risen. My 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 um my level of um expectation expectation. Thank you. Um, has risen. I don't. Do you guys feel the same way? Like when my wife and I were just using the Echo the other day, and it seemed like a a very easy answer. 
and we reworded it twice. And my wife's like, I don't even know why I try. And I mean, like, that's the like we both had that thing. We we laughed it off, but it was kind of annoying. And I just I turned to her and I said, I mean, I cannot wait till they just update this and it has an LLM behind it because this is annoying. I'd even take a, a five second latency delay just to get the, the right answer yeah. from it and have something that's actually useful to us. So I don't know. Do you guys feel the same way? Do you use a lot of those tools still today? And I don't know, where do we think this is going as far as Siri um, is concerned? Well, I think Andy's point that it was developed by, by another thing and that um, by another team, right? So mm -hmm. it's not quite as integrated, makes a little bit more sense to me because I have not all the time, but the car experience where my iPhone has connected via Bluetooth. You know I'm driving, right? I know you know I am driving. So right. when I ask you a question, I do not want you to tell me that you found a website, right? Like right. that is yeah. not helpful for me. Yeah, <laughs> like, good point. Um, and just that kind of like, I, I, there are so many ways in which Apple makes things that are useful, right? Like it understands that the, it understands the context of where you are and then can do something with that. And I have been very confused that Siri has not seemed to like jump on that bandwagon. Uh, yeah. yeah. Contrast, contrast the, demo experience of the R1 mm. with Siri. Right. right? Mm. They, they're worlds apart. Uh, the Rabbit R1, mine's coming in April, uh, it is, you know, demonstrably, uh, although who knows what this looks like in scale, but it's demonstrably much more natural and fluid in its interaction with you than Siri is with me. So to your question, you know, have, have any of the, the rest of us had problems with Siri. Well, Siri does, doesn't get me. I don't know why. I know Lana may have changed your perspective on uh... <laughs> I, I, uh, I have used Siri. I probably use Siri a couple times uh, a week just to ask it to call somebody, but that's mm -hmm. about the limit of what I use Siri for. Uh, and now that on my phone, I have voice interaction with chat GPT, anything more sophisticated than call my friend, Brian, mm. you know, is, uh, is yeah. going through chat GPT. I just clicked the button on the app, boom, hit the headphone icon. And now I'm talking to a much more fluent, uh, you know, right. interaction. It's it's interesting. Go ahead, Jimmy. I, I, I was just gonna say I I I really don't use any of the assistance um, through my day to day, uh, and I'm I'm on Android. I know everyone else is on an iPhone, but uh, <laughs> I'm on Android. Uh, the integration and experience is not the same uh, uh, on an iPhone, and um, so I just never got into using it on my mobile device. Um, I, I may immediately made the jump once ChatGPT and like mm -hmm. Andy said, once the voice features on there, if I'm going to add, if I'm going to use my phone for any of that kind of research or looking up stuff or asking questions or whatever, I'm going to use that. There's no, no ifs, ands or buts about that. Yeah. I think that's a huge point, right? Because 
it's it's so funny how allegiance can jump, right? If you asked me today and you said, do you have any allegiance to OpenAI? I'd say no. They're just, they simply solve my problems today. But am I 100% willing to jump to an Apple, Siri, whatever, tomorrow? If it in turn solves my pain points, and I'm going to say in my case, probably my in-house pain points. And what I mean by that is I have a family of three. It's my wife, myself, and my daughter, who's a teenager. And so there are a lot of connected apples. I have three right. Apple TVs in the house. I don't have any Macs. I have PCs, but I have three Apple TVs. There are three Apple phones. There's an iPad in the mix somewhere for my daughter. Uh, maybe a pair of AirPods in there. There's, there's Apple stuff in the house. I used things like track my phone to help me understand where my daughter is and things like that, right? So, but even if not that, just messaging. If I can start a conversation with Siri, that's much more like a chat GPT and I'm in the house and um, my daughter's asking me a question. I go to Siri immediately on my phone by doing the wake word or whatever. And I, I don't really use it either right now, but my wife has started using more. She just got an Apple watch and I hear her using Siri way more because it makes sense for her on the Apple watch. So interesting yes. that's happened since Christmas. Um, so even the case, hey, Siri, um, what's the blah, 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 the answer to this? Uh, Brian, the whatever it is, the answer is this. Cool. Can you send that um, over to my Apple TV so I can watch the, the YouTube video you just suggested on it? Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Great. Can you do a synopsis and summary of that, but make it for a 13-year-old uh, who's trying to understand this concept and send it to her in a, in a concise uh, iMessage? Yeah, no problem. Who do you want me to send that to? Send it over to Sophie. Okay, great. Send to Sophie or like delay that till after school and send it to her. I know she was asking about this earlier. Holy moly, does that change my my in-house family dynamic of how I would use it. I don't today because like you said, Andy, like other than maybe the random weather or something like that, or now my phone likes to wake up because my wife is talking to her watch. Even though the watch is here and my phone is no. clear across the room, it wakes my phone up. How is that possible? I don't know, but we laugh about it. It's annoying. Um, but that's, I don't know. What do you guys think is like, I feel like it would just like, if Apple released it tomorrow and said, hey, with uh, iOS 18, and uh, the Apple or the uh, iPhone, what are we up to? 16 this year in September or when they do their WWDC thing, their developer conference that's coming up um, in June. Hey, by the way, starting tomorrow, Siri is this much more powerful. I'd be like, cool. And I would immediately start using Siri. Like, I don't know. Do you guys have, do you feel like you have an allegiance to anything other than Lana? And Digi, we know we know where that is, Andy. And I, I don't want her to overhear this or feel slighted in any way or cheated on. But is I'm, there any allegiance? I'm going to ask Lana if she's been talking to you. No. <laughs> it's fair. It's a fair point. Um, or do you guys feel like do you have any current allegiance to any of the the AI products at this point? Are there any that you wouldn't happily leave tomorrow if there was if it solved your pain points more efficiently? I, I don't think so. Um, I will preface that I've always been platform agnostic, right? Mm -hmm. um, there have there have been products and and platforms that I've definitely gravitated to and have used for a long time, but uh, I I kind of want to use whatever the greatest you know latest and greatest thing is. But I think in a in a more general sense, I think you hit the uh, nail on the head there, Brian. It's it it, it really is. The user experience, can it solve my problems, right? Mm -hmm. If it solves all my problems and works with, especially if it works with the hardware I already have, 
like if I don't have to invest in any any more infrastructure for X, Y, or Z, then sure, let's let's move on to to what the next thing is. But I think in Apple's case, they're all about keeping uh, their users in their ecosystem. Sure. And yeah. and we talked about this offline uh, um, in the past. Apple's approach is. Uh, and you even mentioned it's like, oh yeah, we have the latest and greatest hardware. It's like, oh, but X, Y, or Z did this before, sure, but yeah. um, but they want to do it the best, right? Yeah. They they want just make it work, right? Or it just works. And so I think that's that's probably a a, a good approach, especially with you know the wild ride that we've been on with AI and AI development over this last year. Um, or last 12 months, I should say. But uh, so I think that's the way they're going to approach it. It is, we, we want to make sure that it works all the time, or at least nearly all the time before that, that goes out. And I, I think that will lend to all the adoptions. Remember, they got 2 billion devices out there. So let's, you know, if right, they want to take advantage of it, it's going to happen, right? I also, I don't see... Um, Siri competing with what ChatGBT gives me because ChatGBT can become anyone I uh, program them to be, right? So like I can program a particular kind of expertise. I can program a particular kind of relationship. Um, I can, uh, and I can do multiples of those. And I'm not sure that they're, I'm not sure that that's in Apple's wheelhouse or interest. I, I think Siri uh, is likely to to retain Siri's personality or maybe get a little bit more, but not like, hey, today I'd like you to be Brene Brown, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know that that's going to happen because that's just that just hasn't been the way that that experience, um, the way that that experience has like. I'm going to push back on that. I think it's a completely malleable. That is, Siri in the phone is waiting, waiting to get its larger brain tacked onto it. And, and it will be very responsive. It can have, you know, a full panoply of voices and characters. Uh, you can actually, I, I think you'll be able to create characters like you can create a custom GPT that will serve you and you can call that one up through Siri. So, hey, Siri, connect me to Joe the plumber. Okay. You know, I'm here it, for it. Yeah. I, I was not thinking that was going to happen. I, I, I would love it if I could call up, if I pre pre-programmed Siri to be a math tutor, but specifically for advanced algebra in seventh grade in Florida, where my daughter, you know what I mean? Like there's, she was asking us questions the other day and what were my wife and I doing over the shoulder of my daughter when she asked us questions and it had to do with, Oh, it was in parentheses. And then it was a square root, but square root was a, was a fraction. And my wife and I are like, Oh, listen, she's like, well, how are you supposed to do this without a calculator? I'm and my wife and I were like, I listen, fair point. I don't know if you can, I don't even know if you can do this long handed. I'm sure there's a way. Is your teacher? My first question was, is your teacher asking you to do this long handed? No. Okay, let's let that go. <laughs> and my wife, my wife is literally on ChatGPT on the side, on the other side of my daughter. She goes, no, she goes, you know what you need to do? 
it's like it's the quotient of this one and the, and the exponent of that one, right? She told me what it was, and and my daughter Sophia is like, oh, she's like, my teacher never taught us. How am I supposed to do this homework? My teacher never does. My wife was like, I don't know, but that's the way to do it. Go check the because she had the answer, had the answer, and my wife was like, then goes to Sophia and goes, do you need better explanation of why that works? And Sophia's like, no, I got it. And but my wife was ready to go and read right off of ChatGPT and be like. Listen, man, th this is what it says, you know? So, like, if there's a Siri that – not that that was a hard process. That was actually really easy for a parent to, like, quickly help our daughter. Now, right. were we just blindly taking pictures and giving her the answer? No, we were like, I don't know. You're right. This is a math problem. How do you do this? Because mm -hmm. you got right. two parents who haven't seen or touched algebra in many, many years. I, I haven't touched it since I was a firefighter. So, you know, it, I think it's great in that Wait, sense. I, I want to know – what firefighters do with algebra? Oh, really? Coefficients. <laughs> this is a firefighter story right here. Uh, okay. Uh, you could throw up the firefighter band. band yeah. Band. There we go. Uh, okay. Uh, 210, 266, 328, 508, 592, or 813, 1062. I probably have some of those numbers wrong. It's been a while. I haven't been a firefighter in the domestic uh case since uh 2008 so it's been a few years if i thought about it i could get those numbers right what are those numbers those are smooth bore solid uh nozzle coefficients that you needed to know because i was an engine driver when you're running the pump panel with two hands you look like you're trying to paint with two arms and by the way everything is like stupid proof it's firefighter proof everything is color-coded right so this nozzle goes with that hose over there that's now in the in the in the building but think about this. People don't think about this. Until, I didn't know until I was a firefighter. You're standing at a pump panel who's getting water from a hydrant. There's a pressure coming in. You also might be boosted from another relay, depending on whether that hydrant was weak or not. Now you have several the, several uh, hoses going off the thing that are outputs, right? But one of them is a two and a half. One of them is an inch and three quarter hose. Where are those oh, hoses going? Well, one's a 200 mm, lay and it's wow. going downhill <laughs> and it's entering the house what kind of nozzle does it have on it? Is it an adjustable nozzle? Is it a smooth bore nozzle that has unscrewed tips on the top? Are you at the top of a, a 90 foot? I uh, used to be up in the bucket, right? 90 feet in the air over the top of a fire. Well, you got smooth, smooth bore nozzles. The person on the ground needs to know how to gate back is what it was called. I firefighters have gate back and adjust pressures, knowing the coefficients in order to know the appropriate gate back amount to make sure that you basically didn't take the guy at the other end of the girl, the other end of the hose and flip them on their head. Cause you could absolutely send so much pressure that it would, you've right. seen those videos, right? Where it picks somebody off their feet. And so we had firefighter stands. So we had doubled up for that kind of stuff, but a two inch hose could, could send you flying and kill people. I mean, it could be seriously dangerous. So that's where algebra comes into firefighting is in engineering, specifically being an engineer, being an engine driver or, or a, you know, ladder driver or whatever, a device driver. Um, but, you, but you don't have to, to solve quadratic equations at the pump, right? Uh, no, no, you <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's a segue into how I think Apple could do something with, you know, the emerging technologies which allow, you know, an augmented reality kind of headset. Right. Expensive, but certainly doable in the context of firefighting. Absolutely doable. Where the engineer at that panel is being assisted by a very smart AI that knows how to articulate this thing. You can't swap out all the equipment, all the 
you know, the, the people who are making these, uh, you know, pumpers and engines, they're not going to suddenly incorporate AI into their system. But right. Apple right. could give you all the tools that that engineer is being supported and is being talked to by Siri in the process. Oh, wait, wait, you know, you need to make an adjustment to that one first because yep. I've got an air tag over here and, and it's 150 feet away. Absolutely. Yeah, you're you're thousand percent right. And something like that heads up displays. We know these thermal imagings and stuff have already started to hit because they come from the military and down. But a thousand percent, I agree with you. Knowing the pressure coming out of the tip of the hose or wherever it is is totally doable today, right? Do we need to swap out all the stuff? But just having a heads up display, because by the way, you're not doing that job in a quiet environment. You're like, now, yeah, what do I need to do? (laughs) <laughs> right. it is right. all hell is usually breaking loose you've got people screaming through the the, the radio giving you new device new commands people are walking up to you people are coming back and telling you there's too much or not enough pressure give me water or whatever it is because by the way giving people water before they get up the the three flights of stairs doesn't go well you don't want to be the guy in the engine that gave water before they were all the way at the top because you cannot move a fully fully hose full of water around the stairwell going to the top oh, no. that puppy needs to be where it needs to be anyway that i won't get on the scroll topic on that i want to before we end because i have not had a chance to talk about this it's because imp- i think this is really important apple and justin feinberg is the one that made me aware of this apple is working on a llm llm in a flash which frankly, just sounds cool. But what they're talking about is there is an inherent problem with taking, we know this from Mistral and stuff like that, of taking a a big LLM with lots of weights and sticking it on a phone because of the limitations of the phone. Apple is is actively working around this. And I really think this is what we're going to see is the breakthrough this year, where basically through a, a series of what they call windowing, what they call um, your block size. Essentially what they're doing is they're making it so that the LLM is able to reside on the flash side. Because just as a quick rundown on this, you have RAM, you have flash memory. RAM, you have six gigabytes. On my new iPhone 15, there's six gigabytes of RAM on it. It's super, super fast. It can do 10 gigabytes a second. Flash can hold 100 gigabytes of information or 128 on my phone, but it can only move it at one gigabyte a second. There's huge latency. So what Apple has worked on is the ability to to hold these LLMs in flash, which means they're there whether they have power or not. And in a very, very efficient, highly technical windowing and all these things, only move what needs to be moved over to RAM at the time that it's needed which is really going to be the breakthrough for Apple and everybody else for us to have true LLMs that sit without power on our phone and are called on whenever they need. And if you want to look up more on that, just look up Apple LLM in LLM in a flash. And you will find the, the research documentation. I found a YouTube video that actually breaks it down and does kind of one of those cool drawings over the top of it. Super, super nerdy, but cool stuff. And I think that could be the breakthrough that's necessary for Siri, for Windows or for Apple messaging, iMessaging, for Face uh, FaceTimes and things like that. All these things that have just exponential open AI type power. Uh, and I, I look, I, this is probably the year yeah. this is going to happen. Right. Exactly. I, I, I agree completely. That, that um, essentially this is just getting lo- local install of the LLM onto your hardware, right? Mm-hmm. So 
if they can achieve that, then all all of the all of the latest um, advancements we've seen in being able to compress LLMs smaller and smaller and smaller, so they'll take a smaller and smaller footprint. Exactly. And with with that technology grabbing the chunks that they need to access when when they need to access mm -hmm. is going is going to shorten the amount of uh, active memory that needs to be used because right now yeah. it's all loaded into to memory to to process. So well, that would be <clears throat> that would be a you know a breakthrough announcement that if it oh. came in twenty twenty four would be awesome. Which is oh we're we're updating iOS and mm -hmm. as a result of this next update <clears throat> you'll have a local AI that's your personal AI. It's yep. it's designed and built to learn about you without sharing that information with anyway right. with anyone. Privacy protected, but right. very powerful thing <clears throat> that just basically disintermediates all the cloud-based AIs. Right. Suddenly, yep. Apple, because of the zillions of uh, iPhones that are out there, does this, and you've got to have one. You've got to have yep. an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the other you're, thing, you're have to have everything a like recent that, iPhone. Yeah. Because the old iPhones right, right. Uh, four years or older probably will not have the compute power or capacity to sure. push to do it, right? So right. that it'll be another bit. If that does happen, it's yet another reason for Apple to say, you want the AI assistant, you're going to have to have an, an iPhone, uh, I guess it would be like 12 or newer or 14 I, I or think newer. I think it's probably beyond that. Happen. Yeah. Right. What's yeah. That? It's, it's the, probably 15 or newer, I would think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah the maybe. other thing that Apple has that we haven't talked about is the infrastructure of like basically you can go in person and have a class, talk to somebody. Sure. Like mm -hmm. imagine I totally would have been driving uh, down to Bethesda to have a chat with the uh, OpenAI Genius Bar, right? Like totally. Mm. Um, uh, and so uh, I think that at like it's it's not uh, flashy, it's not going to be announced, but I do feel like because they not only have the infrastructure of devices, but also the infrastructure of, of support and free classes and all of that kind of stuff that is mm -hmm. local, right? Yeah, like yeah. that, it's just- Ex you know. Excellent point. Their installed base of not only phones, but stores is global. Yeah. yeah. And have one of you ever seen an empty iPhone Apple store? No, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always they're always full. Like, what are all these people doing? I think they just like hang around. And by the way, you're going to be able to get demos. I just read about that when I was looking at the um, Vision Pro. You're going to be able to do free demos there without any pre-order or anything like that. Can you imagine those yeah. lines? And it's first come, first serve to sign oh, yeah. up for those demos. So can you imagine what that's going to be like? All right, we got to wrap this up for today. Um, but hopefully that for anybody that's listening to this, if you haven't really been following what Apple does, you, you know, you got a better idea. You, there's a good chance you have an you know, iPhone or an Apple product in your house. Maybe you use Macs or whatever. Um, and there's a very big chance, as you've heard us talk about, that you could end this year with a significantly more powerful Apple device that you already own. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to think about that. And um, I, I'm, I'm here for it, like all of us. So we will continue to produce. Uh, the developer conference is in June. I think that's our first chance to really get some announcements. Um, so we will revisit this at least by June, if not beforehand. Um, and we'll, we'll keep up with any news that comes out on our Wednesday uh, show. So that'll do it for uh, today. We'll be back all next week. Come hang out with us. 
And uh, yeah, that's it. We got more uh, interviews on the way too. Go check out the interview if you haven't with Nicole Leffer. It's live. Um, she is a marketing genius. She is working with marketing teams on AI. It's a great interview. Um, so go check that out. If you haven't, it's up on all our platforms and stuff like that. All right, guys, that's it. Good seeing you guys. And, uh, we'll see you on Monday. Aloha.